I want to just take a couple moments during this, this uh, Christmas candlelight service to, to focus on the Christmas season and, and to just take a few moments to encourage you to stay focused on what's really important during these trying times in which we're living in right now. And even for the most faith-filled believer in Jesus Christ, it's really tough to stay in faith and in hope and in love during the times we're living in right now and all the stuff that's going on in the world around us. I mean, you look at the pandemic and, you, and the panic and the fear that has come along with the pandemic and, and the number of people who have gotten sick and you look at the elections and then the aftermath of the elections and all the chaos that's going on with that and, and all of the, the seemingly deeply embedded corruption that's in even the high places in our government. It's disheartening. And the recent, all those revelations coming forth, the loss of personal freedoms and the loss of jobs that many people have encountered in, around this country, and I could go on and on. This has not been a year that we're going to look back on fondly. However, I will say this, that I do believe with everything in me that there's going to be a time in probably not the new, too far future that we're going to look back on 2020 and say, I have a different perspective today than I did then. Because the devil has overplayed his hand this year. He's done nothing but awaken a sleeping giant, the church of Jesus Christ. And people and believers here and around the world are praying like we've never prayed before. So I'm believing we're going to see that. It's going to, it's going to be a change. And this will be considered, in my opinion, a transitional year. And we can talk more about that later. But when you consider all that we've experienced this year, it really is enough to overwhelm you. If you are focusing on what the media is saying, or more accurately, I should say, focusing on what they're not saying and not reporting, rather than focusing on what Jesus is saying, what Jesus has said in his word, you're going to get overwhelmed. And let me just give you one of the things that Jesus said in Luke chapter in Luke chapter uh, 6 verse 33, 16 verse 33. And I'm reading this from the Passion because you know it, it's a very, it's a scripture that we quote a lot, but I want you to see it in the Passion because he brings it into everyday language today. And everything I've taught you, Jesus is speaking, is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome this world. We must believe that's a word that we need to remember right now in this hour, because our peace is his peace inside of us. And Jesus has conquered the world. He has overcome the world, and we have absolutely nothing to be afraid of because Jesus is Lord. He's still sitting on the throne. He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And no election, no pandemic has knocked him off that throne. He's still there. He's still our Lord. Now, speaking of peace, the message that the, the angelic choir announced to the shepherds is another message we need to stay focused on right now, and that is in Luke chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. And suddenly, 
And I believe that word's going to become a word that we're going to talk about a lot in the next couple of months and, and, and maybe even years. Suddenly, it's going to begin happening. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And this was a supernatural event. The heavens opened up. The veil between the natural world and the super spiritual world, the supernatural world, was pulled aside and an angel announced the birth of the Christ child, the Messiah, and an angelic choir began to sing a message. And this message is what it's all about, folks. The Savior has been born. The Savior is born and who will take away the sins of every person who places their trust in him. And those who ask him for and receive his forgiveness will receive the favor of our God. And folks, everything that's going on in the world right now boils down to this point right here. The lost need to come to know Jesus. God's heart is that none would perish, that all would come to know him. That's why on the one hand you have the, the enemy who's wanting to stop the spread of the gospel. He wants to muzzle the church. He wants to keep America from shining the light of the gospel to the nation, to the earth. But on the other hand, I believe it is God's heart, his passion, his intention to spread the gospel around the world. I believe that's his heart, his plan, and we, the church, have to rise up and be obedient to that. And that's really what's causing all of this that's going on right now in the world around us. That's what it's all about. And while we were in Tulsa the last couple of weeks, I was, our daughter Isabella had to memorize for school a poem by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow called Christmas Bells. And, and I was, as I was reading this, this poem, you probably had to read it in school, um, Casting Crowns has sung a song based on it, Burl Ives has sung a song on it, I mean based on this particular poem, it's a very popular poem. And as I was reading through it with her, it struck me that there was a message for us in 2020, even though it was written in 1863, right in the middle of the challenging times of the American Civil War. And I want to read it to you because it's amazing the parallels between that time and our time today and what he was saying in 1863 when he wrote this. But let me give you a, l a little brief background here because this will help it make sense. And Henry Wadsworth, Wadsworth Longfellow was an avid abolitionist. In other words, he was against slavery. He was very vocal about defeating the issue of slavery. And here's something I want you to know. Most of the abolitionists in that time were believers. They were Christians. One of the greatest voices against slavery was the Billy Graham of that era, a man by the name of Charles Finney. And so I see a parallel between that slavery issue and the abortion issue of today. Both issues are very similar. People are very passionate about them on both sides then and today. So you see there's a parallel between the two times in history. Now, he was, he was tormented about the, the slavery dealing issue. Also, the fact that the nation had been divided in war, it, it, it broke his heart to see this happen. And then right before this, two years before, in 1861, his wife of 18 years was tragically killed. She died a tragic death, and he was heartbroken. And then in early 1860, 
three, his son, his eldest son enlisted in the Union Army, and he was, uh, he was seriously wounded. And it was in that dark time in his life, and, and the war was going on around him, he penned these words of this now famous poem, and he penned them during the Christmas season, and I want to read it to you. It's called Christmas Bells. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, the old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom had rolled along the unbroken song of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Till ringing, singing on its way, the world revolved from night to day. A voice, a chime, a chant sublime of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Now, as he's, as he's writing these first three stanzas, it, it, there's, there's an ex- joy and excitement in that. Because the church bells rang announcing the birth of Jesus to Christmas Day. It was reminiscent of the angelic choir announcing the birth of Jesus long ago to the shepherds. And as he hears those bells ringing in the belfries and the bell towers of churches all through his community, Henry is reminded of the message of Christmas. The message is salvation has come. The salvation has come and that he w- the salvation will bring peace and favor to ho- all who accept his salvation. And that is the light that is coming to the world. And no darkness, darkness will not be able to snuff out the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he lays that out in the first three stanzas. And then the mood changes in the fourth stanza. Then from each black accursed mouth the cannon thundered in the south. And with the sound the carols drowned of peace on earth, goodwill to men. And in the midst of this wonderful salvation message during the Christmas of 1863, the world around Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was darkened by slavery. It was darkened by the sounds of cannons of war and civil war. The message they should be focusing on, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the the, the birth of the Christ child, the Messiah, who come into the world to save the world, was seemingly being drowned out by the noises of the Civil War. The cannon blasting was too loud. You couldn't hear the message. Today, the talking heads on television are are blasting their words so loudly and spreading fear among people. It's so difficult to hear the simple message of Christmas and what this is all about. And then the next stanza, it was as if an earthquake rent the hearthstones of a continent, tore it apart, and made forlorn the households born of peace on earth and goodwill to men. Not unlike our time, the nation then was divided. It was divided between the north and the south, between slavery and abolition, those who wanted to defeat slavery and end it. Today, we're divided between Republican and Democrat. We're divided between conservatives and liberals. We're divided 
on all sides between socialists and patriots, between the spirit of Jezebel and the church, the bride of Christ, between two sides. And it seems like the division is so deep, the divide is so deep, it's so wide. Nothing in the natural could possibly heal that divide. It's as if all hope had been snuffed out. What should we do? And he answered that question in the next stanza. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. He bowed his head in prayer. That's the response for us, the church of Jesus Christ. We look at the divide. We look at the hopelessness. We look at the darkness. We look at everything that's going on in the world around us. Our only response is to begin to pray and seek the face of God for hate, which permeated his time and is permeating our time, is very strong. But the love of Jesus Christ conquers all hate. The love of Jesus conquers all evil. And he is the only one who can bridge the gap. He's the only one who can heal the divide of the two sides. It will be a supernatural healing that will come to this nation as a result of the prayers of God's people in faith. But we have to pray and we have to believe. It's not enough to say amen and I believe that. We got to do it. We need to pray, church. Don't give up. Don't lose hope. Don't despair. Stand in faith. And then, right before the last stanza of this poem, the mood changes back to one of faith. Notice what he says here at the end. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. That is a word for our time right now. That is a word for our time right now. In the midst of the hate, in the midst of all of the division and the darkness, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ shines forth. Because when does a light shine the brightest? It shines the brightest in the deepest of the darkness of night. It shines brighter than any other time. And it's out of this time of turmoil. It's out of this time and this year of all the, the, the evil and the bad things that are going on around us, that we're going to see revival come forth. We're going to see the greatest move of the Holy Spirit in history. We're going to see a third great awakening that impacts not only this country, but the ends of the earth. And that's what this thing is all about. That's what this is all about. And I believe the darkness will be exposed if we keep our eyes on Jesus. God is not dead. And God is not silent as some suppose. But the lion of the tribe of Judah is getting ready to war. And when he wars, the earth will shake and everyone will know it. Pray. Church, pray. Trust God. Pray and trust God. Trust 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20. 
was a, was a word that a lot of people, a lot of the prophetic and intercessory people said in, in, in January of 2020, this is the scripture for 2020, 2 Chronicles 2020. It said, trust the Lord and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall succeed. Trust in the Lord. Believe in the prophets. Trust and pray that all the wrongs and all the evils will be uncovered. Righteousness and peace. Righteousness and peace and goodwill will be restored in this nation. We will reaffirm ourselves to the covenants that was established at, at Cape Henry in Virginia, at Plymouth Rock in Massachusetts, at Philadelphia is the establishment of this country that men in all these places made a covenant with God that this land will be a land of righteousness and this will be a land that the gospel will go forth to the ends of the earth. We will be a city on a hill. Pray that we will get back to that. Get back to that covenant. And this is the message in this hour the message is glory to God. Praise the Lord. Let your hallelujah rise up. No one can take your hallelujah. No darkness can take, because the darkness will break. All of the, the evil will break around you because the light of the glory of Jesus Christ. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace and goodwill to all men. A lot of people think that that means we're to have goodwill to others. But what that really means, when you get in and break it down, it means that when you receive salvation, you will receive goodwill from God. You will receive favor, the favor of God. Then we can take that goodwill and give it to others. But peace, peace with God, peace with each other, goodwill and favor from our God, he will give to us. Don't lose focus on that during this Christmas season. Let's ring that bell all Christmas that Jesus is Lord and he's the answer and he's the one that we can trust in. Amen? Amen. Let me pray. Father, we come before you in Jesus' name and we thank you that the Christmas bells are ringing. We thank you that of peace on earth and goodwill to men, that nothing has changed. Your promises are still the same. Your word is true, and you are the faithful God. Lord, I pray that a spirit of encouragement will come up on your people in this place tonight. I pray that there will be a peace and a joy that is put inside of us. I bind all despair and darkness, and I pray the light of the glory of Jesus Christ will shine on every one of us now. Let this be the greatest Christmas we've ever experienced. And we thank you for that, Lord. Lion of the tribe of Judah, Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, war. Let your voice be heard from sea to shining sea, from one end of the earth to the other. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>